Welcome everyone to Mindset Monday. I'm Denise Zach, your host. Thank you so much for being here. We've got an amazing episode today. It is my 20th podcast episode and I'm super excited for today's guest. Um, for those of you who don't know what Mindset Monday is, it is a podcast that kind of gets into those six inches in between your ears helping us to kind of learn a little bit about what people are dealing with on a daily basis and how they still move forward and push forward and how their mentality impacts their well-being, but also many times how the mentality can cause us our own inner struggle and challenges in life. And so I really like to talk to my guests about what's going on in their world and in their life and, and how they are moving forward using their mindset and what that does for them on a daily basis. This podcast is part of the Game Plan U podcast series and Game Plan U is an organization that brings together founders of sports tech startups, early stage, our investors and mentors and career seekers. We are a community that supports one another. We innovate, we build, we connect with one another, we partner with one another. And if you wanna learn more about the Game Plan U community, if you wanna join and be a part of that, it is www.gameplanu.org. I wanna dive into introducing my guest today because I'm just so excited that, that he's here, that he took the time to be here today. Malcolm Lemons, a former pro basketball player, is here today. He is a two-time author. He is the founder and CEO of Athletes Unheard. He's just doing amazing things for people in the industry. He didn't just become an athlete and then, you know, rest on his laurels with that. He created an entire uh, platform beyond his professional career, which is can be a very difficult thing for someone to do in general to pivot like that and to to be successful beyond your your first career, right? Um, but he's done such amazing things in the world and for people, um, providing information, providing support, providing community around so many important topics that impact our world today. Lord knows 2020 has been a difficult year for all of us. And um, Malcolm is very open and honest about about how his platform has been developed out of some of those struggles. And so I'm just excited to have him here. And without further ado, I'm gonna bring him on today. Hey, Malcolm, how you doing? I'm doing well, Denise. Thank you for that amazing introduction. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. I really, really am grateful for you and, and all that you're doing. Um, you know, I just, I wanna talk a little bit about Obviously, you're this professional athlete. You've you've played in in the game. You have done such awesome things, uh, and then you you were able to transition, which is such a difficult thing. So maybe tell us a little bit about your career and and what you were doing, how you got you know into professional athlete, being a professional athlete, and where you come from in, in you know just in your life that and and what kind of a mindset you had that allowed you to to do that because it is not easy to become a professional athlete. Right. No, absolutely. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I was like every other kid, you know, growing up with the dream and, and my entire life, I, the only thing I wanted to be was a professional athlete. So I think starting from maybe fifth grade, I chased that uh, throughout high school. I was very fortunate to go to a highly prestigious um, high school in Washington, D.C. called Gonzaga and had the opportunity to compete with guys such as Victor Oladipo, who plays with the Rockets, Quinn Cook plays with the Lakers. Um, you know, I went to school with Tyler Thornton, who's uh, played at Duke, you know, Kyrie Irving. So just an extremely high level of, of basketball in that 
you know, that opportunity allowed me to get a, a lot of exposure and, and then, you know, blessed enough to get a Division One scholarship to Niagara University. Um, went through a lot of ups and downs there, um, but learned a ton and, you know, ultimately ended up transferring my senior year uh, to a school called Cal State San Marcos, kind of just took a leap of faith and went out to San Diego. So complete weather change. Um, but, <laughs> um, you know, I actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I ended up having the best year I ever had playing basketball. You know, I was All-American um, Defensive Player of the Year. So won a lot of awards and just had an incredible season. And, and that was really what gave me the opportunity to um, go overseas and play professional basketball for a couple of years and um, had more ups and downs over there. But um, invaluable, you know, experience, just getting paid to do something you love, um, achieving your, your, your lifelong dream and just getting an opportunity to travel and see and experience a different culture. So, um, you know, it, it was it was definitely, you know, the, the highlight of my life. But, um, you know, I, every athlete has to walk away from the game one day. And, um, you know, I walked away in, in uh, 2017 and, and felt like my purpose was was bigger and, and that I wanted to make a difference in a, in a different way. So. That's amazing. And and not only did you just walk away from, not that you walked away, but you left, you know, your professional athlete stature in 2017, you published a book in the same year. Um, how did that even come about? I think it's some something crazy, like 3% of the population of the world actually ever publishes or writes a book. And so for you to have been in this, this world where, you know, I'm sure people weren't talking about becoming an author, you know, when you're playing pro ball, how did that come about? How did the book come about? Well, I'll start by saying that I had, I had no aspirations to become an author. I'd never even, you know, writing wasn't something that even crossed my radar, but, you know, I look back on my life. It was something that I did um, for therapy. I think that whenever I was going through something in life, um, I would write just as a means of trying to express myself because I was never the most open person or very talkative. So mm. it was my outlet. And um, I didn't notice that until my second year playing overseas. And I got over there in the middle of the season. We had about a month long break um, and we weren't playing any games. So just practicing for like an hour to a day. Um, and I would come back to my room, uh, you know, small loft outside of Tokyo. And I would just sit there because I had so much time on my hands and I didn't even have Wi-Fi. So I just had a computer in front of me. Um, and up until that point, my professional basketball career had been very unstable. A lot of back and forth from overseas. Um, coming back home, working jobs that I hated. And so I knew that this lifestyle wasn't something I wanted to continue doing. And I wanted to figure out what my life was going to look like going forward. Mm -hmm. um, so that just led me to a point of reflection. And I started to write um, because of you know having so much time on my hands. And uh, to, to really make a long story short, I started to share that content and people um, would tell me how inspiring my story was, you know, how much I had to go through to, to become a professional athlete. And so that's what really led me to publishing that book because I felt like I'd be doing an injustice to the next generation of athletes coming up behind me if I didn't if I didn't tell my story if I didn't talk about the reality of chasing uh, an, a dream as ambitious as wanting to become a professional athlete and some of the pitfalls and the struggles that comes along with that. So that's what led me to to writing lessons from the game and uh, really jumpstarting that transition because I don't know if I would, I really had a plan for what my future was going to look like if I didn't publish that book. It opened up a lot of doors for me. So, Yeah, amazing. And it's, you know, it's interesting because I think that, you know, I worked with so many college students, um, you know, in their senior year thinking, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I don't know how many times I've tried to have the discussion that, 
the path will unfold the way it unfolds based on what you're dealing with at the time. Right. And things just sort of, they always work out, you know, generally, but you do have to have some determination. You do have to have some drive to, to push yourself, to learn, to grow, to connect and all of that. And, you know, you talk about in your, in your first book, you talk about determination, kind of being that underdog, um, coming from a tough neighborhood, um, the sacrifice that you, sacrifices that you've had to make and the, the losses that you had along the way and how those really kind of molded you into the person that you are today and, and all that sacrifice that, that comes along with that. Can you talk a little bit about that today? Because I just think that's such an important thing for people to hear. Yeah, I think that when you're trying to, as I said, achieve something as ambitious as becoming a, a professional athlete, less than 2% of, of athletes um, you know, in the world have that opportunity. I think it, it inherently comes with uh, you know, sacrificing a lot, such as your time. And um, I look back in high school, like when, when other kids were going to parties and hanging out, I was in the gym where I had to stay home and yeah. wake up and go to practice at five, six in the morning. So just little things like just being consistent with your routine, um, knowing that, you know, if, if this is something you really want, you have to, you know, put in the time, put in the energy, put in the effort every single day and that someone else, you know, in, in, in this country, in the world is, is out there trying to take your spot. So just having that mentality, that mindset and carrying that, um, you know, every single day as an athlete and even in, in, into life after sports. Um, I think is is really important to understand, um, and, and that's you know what ultimately you know allowed me to achieve that that goal. Because you know I tell people I wasn't I don't think I was the best player on any basketball team I played for past middle school. Um, I wasn't never the most talented. I was never the most athletic or the strongest or the fastest. Um, but I was willing to work hard. I was willing to do things other athletes weren't you know willing to do, and that's what allowed me to become a professional athlete more than anything else. Yeah, that's amazing. And it, we've talked about that so much on um, within the Game Plan U community, just with we have we've had interns come on that are student athletes and they've talked openly about maybe not being the fastest, maybe not being the best person on the team, but that they just never gave up, mm -hmm. that there's something inside of them, a fire, a passion, something that that kind of just keeps them going, which I right. think um, you're speaking to right now. But I want to, you know, you talked before about kind of these ups and downs, right? Ups and downs of just life in general, ups and downs of being a professional athlete. But then you also mentioned that you weren't someone who talked a lot. You didn't really express yourself a lot. And and I think that, you know, when you talk about being an athlete, when you talk about being successful, when you talk about being strong and driven, there isn't time or space for downs and and being low and showing weakness, quote unquote. Right. Um, so can you talk a little bit about how that is a detriment, I think, in many ways to our athletes, to our athletes coming up, um, you know, the ranks right now and, and trying to pursue their world, their their place in the, the professional world. Yes, yeah, it's, it's that next play mentality, right? And I think, you know, athletes growing up, you know, we're taught to be mentally tough. We're taught to stick it out and, and to not show any weakness or emotions. And I think that um, can aid a lot of athletes in, in terms of having tunnel vision and, a, and a, just the extreme focus on just getting the job done. But I think when it comes to an athlete's development as an individual, uh, just being a human being, you know, we're not, no one makes it through life alone or, or um, you know, we have emotions, we have feelings, we all experience these things as people. And so I think not being able to express that or not creating a culture that allows athletes to do that, um, 
affects them mentally when they're when they're done playing sports and they carry over that mentality of not showing any weakness but that's not that's not human like and so um i definitely think it's a huge issue um that's that's largely perpetrated by coaches and and the parents of athletes so i think that's something that is starting to change i feel like um but there just needs to be more conversations and and safe space and safe spaces and outlets to where athletes can talk about things they're going through that because that it doesn't make them weak or any less capable of being a successful athlete by expressing themselves and so we have to create um spaces and and really just change the culture of, of what being transparent and votable means and and i i think that is actually um the, the most powerful people are the most vulnerable and showing athletes that it, that it's okay to not be okay we all go through things in life and talking about it doesn't make you a, a less than capable athlete yeah, and uh, you know, I always have this little um, thing that I talk about. The word courage is uh, the core is is heart. So courage means of the heart and being able to express what's what's heavy on your heart. That's the definition of courage, you know. And so, so I one hundred and fifty percent agree with you on that. I just think it's so important, which which leads me to my next question about athletes unheard right um this isn't about getting people out in the spotlight this isn't you know necessarily about you know highlighting athletes so that they can become pro it's about hearing their voice and the struggles that they have and the realness of of you know what's going on in our world today can you talk about that platform what it is why you developed it and and what you're doing with it yeah. Um, so I, I would say that Athletes Unheard is really a accumulation of everything that I've personally gone through in, in my life, but also what I've seen with, with other athletes during this past year. Um, you know, looking back you know, since I was a kid, you know, talking about the culture of, of sports, especially within the black community and being a black male, like mental health is something that's just not talked about at all. Um, and, I, and I realized that going through certain things in my life, certain experiences that I had growing up, how those things have uh, manifested in, into negative ways as I'm becoming an adult, you know, me lashing out or being angry or not just knowing how to deal with certain emotions that I'm feeling. Um, and, and that combined with, uh, you know, everything we've gone through as a country, but also globally during 2020 and seeing heightened levels of depression, anxiety, other mental health issues with athletes. Um, and and, and my, my own personal struggles being exasperated I think in, in September of, of 2020, I started to experience extreme panic attacks. And I, I had like three in a span of like two weeks. And when one of them, I had to actually go to the hospital to see if there was something uh, else going on. And yeah. going through that and, and, and not really seeing many outlets or spaces to where we're having these conversations openly and, and places to where athletes feel safe talking about their experiences. Um, that's that's really why I wanted to start Athletes Unheard. And, and what we're really trying to do is um, as I said, create create a safe space, create a place where athletes can come and talk and learn and grow and heal and, and know what mental health is about. And, and we're really just trying to destigmatize what it means in the athletic community um, and, and allow athletes to understand that this will be increasingly important going forward and something that you need to take as seriously as you do your, your physical health. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think it's so important that you talk about the cultural aspects of mental health and, and access to, to health care. You know, I worked on a college campus, which was a pretty diverse college campus for 20 years. And even though the, the campus was diverse, the amount of people accessing our free services was predominantly white. There mm -hmm. wasn't, there wasn't information or trust or, um, 
or the tendency to kind of seek out those kinds of services because of the stigma that's attached to them because of the I think many times the lack of of knowledge around or around those resources, right? When you're growing up. And so it, it, we had to do a lot of outreach. And so I, I just think that it's so important to change that discussion, which is what you're talking about. Create places where people feel safe, where they feel heard, where they feel like they're, they can talk about these, these things that are plaguing them, causing them, you know, distress and not feel like they're going to be judged in the process. Right. Right. And I, I think that, the next generation, Gen Z is definitely getting it. I think that, you know, <laughs> with, <laughs> with going through what we've gone through this past year, I mean, the silver lining in it all is that we're understanding that mental health is something that needs to be taken seriously. Um, and, and we all have it. We all, as I said previously, we all go through ups and downs, but yeah. um, being isolated, dealing with uncertainty, dealing with just the trauma um, or we're, I think we're as a country, as a culture, we're starting to understand that we need to talk about these things and we need to be open. And I, I just love to see Gen Z kind of leading that charge and, and expressing themselves openly and, and just being as, as transparent as, as they possibly can. So I, I love to see that. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that the the younger generations are are much more open and much more aware of the impact that issues going on in the world have on them personally, but also just have on our society in general. And um, they're, they're just a lot more informed and, and willing to take those, those risks that maybe other generations weren't um, because the messages were different. And I think people like you, uh, you know, and other organizations, other athletes, other um, professionals in, in the world and CEOs are paying more attention to the mental well-being of of athletes, but also, you know, just employees and people in general. So I do think that there is that change that's happening. Um, you know, you talk about on on your website and um, your your next the next book that came out this past July. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the names of of your books up, but. Um, you know, you talk about a, a lot of different aspects that, and things that can impact people, um, you know, beyond the game, that can impact athletes beyond the game. And it's not all about mental health. Our society and what's going on in our world impact mental health. But you talk specifically about things like name, Im name image, and likeness and brand and reputation as an athlete. Can you talk a little bit about that and the importance of that um, for those athletes that may be watching that are trying to figure out what do I do with my life once my sports career is over? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, your reputation is everything. You know, the, the first thing that someone does when they come across your name is they probably Google you. So it's like, what are you, what perception are you giving off? What digital footprint are you leaving behind that can help you elevate not only your athletic career, but in whatever you want to do in life after sports. And so Impact Beyond the Game, I really wanted to put that book into the world because I started to see conversations around name, image, and likeness ramping up. And um, I knew it was just a matter of time. I think with the the amount of power and influence that that student athletes, not only student athletes, but athletes have in general in this day and age, um, they just have an incredible opportunity to kind of leverage that reputation, that brand um, to create other options and opportunities in and out of sports. And so it's incredibly important to understand the 
just during an athlete's career, you know, when you're an athlete, people want to talk to you. People want to, you know, build relationships with you. You have followers, you have attention. And so it's, it's all about how you're leveraging um, that to really just create sustainability in life in your career um, and just to give yourself more options and opportunities going forward. So um, it's something that I think every athlete is starting to get nowadays that we, we have incredible, um, you know, role models at the professional level, such as Serena Williams, LeBron James, obviously, um, Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, just athletes who are doing, you know, incredible things outside of sports during their careers. And they're really setting an example for the next generation to, to see that you can be an athlete and whatever else it's, it's not, you know, mutually exclusive. So I think, um, you know, the future is bright for a lot of athletes and I'm excited to see what opportunities will come from name, image, and likeness and, and how student athletes will be able to leverage their platforms uh, to do other things. I mean, I think it, it definitely, there's that that unknown that a lot of athletes have right now and not knowing what this means for them, not knowing what their rights are, not knowing what their opportunities are. And so to put this book out there, I think is so important to help them understand what their impact can be. You know, your, um, your reputation is, it precedes you, right? So your brand is who you are when you're in the room. Your reputation is who you are and how you're perceived once you leave the room. And so paying attention to those is, is super important. And, and you, you know, I think what, what you're talking about is kind of taking a step back and kind of reexamining how you're operating in, in your world, right? Like looking at what you're doing, how you're doing it, what your options are, what resources you need and how you can get to where you need to go and where you want to go, which mm -hmm. I think is, is hugely important. And you talk a lot about role models as well. Um, who, who was your role model growing up? Um, I, I mean, I have to give that that uh, that credit to my mom. Uh, I think that <laughs> I the it. example that she set for my brother and I, being a single parent and um, having to navigate that alone, raising two two black kids in this country. I mean, it's extremely hard to do, and so seeing her work multiple jobs to support us and, and just making sacrifices so that we can have a better life and more opportunities. Um, I give all the credit in, in, in the world to her to, to you know, to, to be where I'm at today and, and to accomplish what I have. So um, as, as much as I, I would love to get to another athlete, my mom is definitely, she takes that title. <laughs> well, I love it. And you, you, you're going to have to show her this. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but I love it. As a mom, I think that's that's important. But, you know, when you talk about ultimate sacrifice, right? I mean, she's the person who she, what determination is and what motivation is and how to be, you know, a young man. Also, how to, I imagine, which might be different for, for other cultures, you know, being a, a young man in this country, how to protect yourself, how to communicate, how, how to yourself, which got to be a whole other level of stress as a parent and so um for her to be able to do that and to you know have such a, an amazing um son i think is is awesome so kudos to mom we we love that um what message do you have you know for some athlete right now who may be struggling um who's you know dealing with with something difficult what advice do you would you give to them today in their journey it's a great question. Um, I, I think that going back to vulnerability and finding power in, in talking to someone is extremely important in this day and age when we have athletes who, for the first time, have gone without their sport or 
not being able to be around their teammates and having that that cohesiveness, that, those friendships, and um, really having to go through that for the, for the first time and not knowing what to do. I think there's power in finding someone in your life or, um, you know, finding anyone you can just be open and, and talk to about what you're experiencing and how, you know, you're dealing with those emotions is really important for athletes to understand. Um, I, I look back on my athletic career and as I said before, mental health wasn't something that was talked about. So whenever I was going through something, I didn't know how to deal with it and I would revert to writing, which I think is a good tactic. Um, but I would have been much better off if I would have had someone who I could trust and just be open with. And I think that's something we all all need to kind of find. And it's especially important for young athletes to understand and, and to try to find in their lives, I think, you know, in, in this time period. Absolutely. Having those those role models and those people that you can look up to that can listen and validate what you're going through, what you're struggling with and and offer support. Even if even if there's nothing they just getting the thoughts that are inside your head out, either on paper, which is what you did, or you know, sharing it with someone else who might have had some of the same experiences or can at least um, you know, connect with your story and connect your saying, I think is is hugely, hugely important. I want to thank you so much for for being here. I you know, just everything that you're doing so powerful and so amazing. And, um, you know, I just love your platform. I love, I love the way that you're paying attention, all the things that can impact college athletes in this world today, in our society today, from pandemics to name and image and likeness to social injustice, all of these things impact um, athletes in, in profound ways. And so people want to connect with you. I think you said the best way for them to do that is through your coming up a little bit slow mm -hmm. right now. Malcolm Lemon 